0: Blog Talk Radio.
1: Oh,
0: hey guys, this is Tanir and when I'm in Harlem, I'm chilling with DJ Big Stew on the Beast. I hope that you love me like I love you, because I think if we can make this last forever. But I'm scared to go too far with this. I need your love, don't wanna need your love. Damn, I'm gone. All in love may be a problem you young To know the difference Between love and love But don't you give your trust But I don't care I love the feeling I hope that you love me Like I love you because I think that we can make This life forever but I'm scared to go too far With this I need your love Don't wanna need your love I hope that you love me Like I love you because I think that we can make Don't go and judge me, let me have my fun. He gives me what I want, and am keeping good. Maybe he's the one I know it's love, love. They say my mama, gotta be careful, watch him, watch Falling in love may be a problem if you're too young to know the difference between love and love. But don't you give your trust, but I don't care, I love the feeling. I hope that you love me like I love you because. I think that we can make this life forever, but I'm scared to go to power. I need your love, don't wanna need your love. I hope that you love me like I love you because I think that we can make this life forever, but I'm scared to go to power. I need your love, don't wanna need your love nothing Well I know you love me Can't deny the way I'm feeling Whenever you touch me And I pray that you only teach you to me but always Got me all in my feelings Don't ever leave me here lonely They say my mama Gotta be careful Watch him, watch 'em. watch Falling in love may be a problem And you're too young To know the difference Between love and love so Don't you give your trust But I don't care I love the feeling I hope that you love me love you. I think that we can make forever, but to go need your love. To need your love. I hope that you love me like I love you because I think that we can make the forever, but to I need your love. Don't want
2: Ladies and gentlemen, you know what it is. It's your man, DJ Big Stu in the building. We live from Harlem we doing it up. Shout out to everybody on iHeart. Shout out to everybody on TuneIn. Shout out to everybody on College Underground Radio, Cast and all the other platforms we're on. Make sure you check out our film, The Uncelebrated Pioneer, History of Harlem Hip Hop, directed by yours truly on Amazon Prime. All right? And make sure you get them submissions to our film festival. All right? The new music filming, the, the new cinema the new Cinema Film and Music Festival, excuse me, I got a lot going on. The new Cinema Film and Music Festival, July 25th to August 5th, 2020, Las Vegas, Nevada, Las Vegas, Las Vegas Nevada. Palms Hotel, the Brennan Theater, it's going down. But as promised, in the building with us today, we have somebody that's you know, one thing we know, that virtual reality is going all over the place right now. We know that. We know that's what's going on, virtual reality. So we got my man in the building. He's gonna come in here and break us down, show us a whole bunch of ways of why, you know, virtual reality has changed our world. We got Jim Malcolm in the building. Welcome to the show.
3: Hey, great to be here today.
2: Thank you for coming. Um we we definitely wanna talk about um this this virtual reality because virtual reality is it's almost in everything right now.
3: It is. It's changing the way that uh, all of us react or uh, interact with information around us. And although maybe a lot of people haven't tried it yet, um, it's it's here and it's here in a big way and it's changing all of our lives.
2: Now I hear like a lot of the products is like flying off the shelves. Like you got companies like Apple and all the big companies buying it. Why, why would you think they why they're joining in?
3: Well, there's a couple things that are happening right now. So first of all, the enterprise side of the business or the business side of it, uh, they've really adopted it primarily in training and simulation. So it's a great way to educate your employees, to train them on things like sexual harassment or um, you know workplace uh, processes and procedures. Very easy to, uh, to train people in a VR headset. So that's, that's part of it. And that's where people are starting to get exposed to VR in the first place. And then they're wanting to bring it home and start to play games and make their own movies and videos, and you know really tell their story in v r
2: mm. now you know, talk to us about you know the five ways that it's changed so, you know break down all five ways for us if you don't
3: mind <laughs> yeah, there's a bunch of different ways so um <laughs> let's start with <laughs> yeah, let's start with that um presence, right the ability to actually be somewhere, and in the past. VR was really limited to content that was created with uh, computer programs, right? So you had to be a computer programmer in order to make a virtual reality experience. And what's changed recently is that with the adoption of cameras that allow you to capture in 3D stereo, now really anybody can create content in VR. And so that's really the biggest catalyst that's then leading to all of these different changes in industries, and those industries include uh training and simulation we talked about healthcare, entertainment, uh, movies, travel, um as well as just general lifestyle.
2: Okay. Now, you you're you yourself you're a spokesman, a spokesperson for um for for a couple of things, right? Can you
3: tell us about that? Yeah, you know I I do a lot of different things, so I work for a company called Humanized technologies. that's my that's my day job, so to speak, and really where I put the focus. and what humanized technology is is uh, we're a development company that makes end to end virtual reality solutions. so everything from image capture all the way to that final piece that you end up uh, viewing at the end. In addition to that, I participate in industry boards like CES, uh, the Consumer Technology Association. Uh, board of industry leaders, the ARVR vr Association, uh, really trying to drive this new tech and to develop the markets.
2: Now, can filmmakers like myself use this to make films, and would it be, is it a benefit to it, to make a film,
3: or is it? Absolutely. There's a, there's a huge benefit. In fact, I think that that's probably, I think, I know that it's one of the biggest uses right now. So if you're a storyteller, filmmaker like yourself, uh, today you're used to working in a fixed frame, meaning you're going to decide what you're going to include in your frame and what you're going to take your, your pictures or video of. Um, and then you craft that and build a story. Well, there's this whole new medium called virtual reality where you can allow your, the person who's watching your movie to make some of those camera decisions for you. So if you capture in VR, when you play it back and you build your story, you still have to have the story, right? Um, they can uh, explore your story or explore your movie various different ways and with the advancements in some of the technology with things like eye tracking we can even change the course of the movie so that everybody who views it will get a different experience based on what they're looking at in the frame
2: i I understand that you know youtube and social media you you know they got there's some things for the future youtube like facebook there's some things for the future with virtual reality too coming up can you tell us about that
3: Absolutely. So both of those platforms already have a pretty good uh, uh, system in place for virtual reality. Um, I would say between the two of them, Facebook is further along, (laughs) because first, Facebook purchased a company called Oculus a number of years ago. Oculus is one of the leading headset manufacturers out there. So you can get an Oculus Go. In fact, I just saw one on sale for the holidays for a little as $139. This is a fully... uh, uh, integrated VR headset. You don't need to stick your mobile phone in it, and you don't need to download other software and stuff like that. Like, it's a full-on headset um, for, you know, $139. Bucks. Um, and then it goes up to other, other products. But they are ahead because they've got the platform of headsets. And then on Facebook, you can put in things like 3D photos. You can put 3D movies up there. And you can interact with social profiles in a VR headset, which is fantastic. Uh, now, I
2: always player, see people with headsets, you won't be able to use it without a headset?
3: Well, so you, you can use it without a headset. The purpose of creating true VR content is really to give you that most uh, immersive experience in a VR headset. So you're going to be able to see in either 360 or what they call VR 180, which is – think of it as a, a seated experience, right? So you're looking just ahead of you, uh, and then you look around. And complete with 3D audio, surround sound audio as well. Um, that's that's kind of the easiest way to get started.
2: Now here they call you Mr. 360. Why? Why is that? <laughs>
3: <laughs> they do. So, um, you know, many years ago. So I've been in the imaging industry most of my career. In fact, I, I started at Sony Electronics and launched the world into digital cameras when. The world used to shoot on film, and then we've converted that industry. And, and then I left that uh, company, and I went over to a company called Ricoh, and I was, we launched one of the world's first 360-degree cameras. And this was a, a product that allowed you to capture in a single frame or in video everything that's happening around you. And through that process, uh, I've just kind of got to be known as Mr. 360 uh, simply because of my passion for bringing everything to life in a single capture as opposed to taking a lot of different pictures in order to tell your story.
2: You know, just like everything you see, like when, when you see the Steve Jobs movie or anything like that, and you always see them going through tremendous, like, difficult times trying to create the product. Did you guys have that type of, um, like, in the beginning when y'all first started thinking about doing this, Was yeah, did y'all have, like, ups and downs going through the process until you got to now?
3: Oh, a- absolutely, and and we we learn more every day as we get more and more users, and the, and the technology is only getting better and better. So the great news with today's technologies, which is different than it used to be in the past, um, without getting too technical, but like, for example, on the, the humanized camera, we have something called the Views XR. Now, this product's been in the market for a few months, but we can update the firmware on it on a regular basis, meaning... Think of it as the software that's inside the camera itself. That's what the firmware is. So we have amazing hardware, but we can keep adding features to the camera and capabilities to the camera and improving it even after you've already bought it. And that's by simply pushing these little uh, firmware updates to the camera on a regular basis.
2: Now you know some people that want to enjoy. Is it is, is it expensive? Like just to just to like is it going to be expensive? Really expensive? <laughs> not, people want to know not it. at all.
3: Not at all. I mean. Just like anything else, it, it, it depends. So let's talk about our, our company for a second. Um, our focus was to really get as many people into VR content creation as possible. So this VR camera that I'm talking about right now, the Views XR, which is both a 360-degree camera, but you push a little button, and then the two lenses pop out, and it becomes a stereo 3D camera. Um, that 's a three hundred and ninety nine dollar camera in fact it 's on holiday special right now for three hundred and forty nine dollars for the next uh, next week or so up until christmas so it doesn 't cost a lot to get started and the rewards of getting involved are you know are definitely very high
2: now it 's been a long transition in filmmaking from like um super 8 home video to you know we shooting things digital 4k and everything do you think that um the that is your that the, it's going to be the new revolution. Like um, VR is going to be the new revolution. Joining all that process of now, this is how we're going to be shooting things from the future on.
3: It it will, and for a couple different reasons. There's two different technologies to pay attention to. One is the VR component itself, or let's think about that as stereo 3D, um, either in 180 or 360. That in and of itself is suited extremely well for for VR. However, there's another really good benefit to filmmakers when you shoot in 360 degrees, and that is you shoot in very high resolution. So, for example, this camera I keep referencing is 5.7K in resolution. If I shoot with that camera and capture everything around me, what I can do after the fact is either choose a 4K frame out of that or uh, an HD frame, and I can reframe my shots and make a new video or a new movie out of that whole video (laughs) that I can then pull into my production. So, for example, um, I just did a piece where I mounted the camera to the front forks of my motorcycle. Now, it's usually next to impossible to get down there and try to get a GoPro or something positioned exactly to the frame that you want it, and you lean into a corner, and all of a sudden, you can't really see what's going on. But when you capture it in 360, I can make those framing decisions after the fact, because I've already captured everything in my raw file, and that raw file is about one gigabyte of data for every one minute of recording. So I have a tremendous amount of information that I can go in and build my video from.
2: Mm. How easy is it, is it to work your camera? Because you know, is it easy like the person buy it? Is it easy? Do you have easy, um, what you say, um, user ma- instructions?
3: Absolutely. So. Again, that's the pendulum swings from hey, it's super super easy and that means if I shoot in 4K resolution, the camera does all of the work, it does all the stitching in the camera and basically I just transfer that over to my mobile phone and within seconds I can make something I can push up to YouTube or Facebook or you know, Instagram stories whatever it is that I want to do, right? Or I can shoot in full resolution 5.7K, move that data over to my computer And then I can stitch that same file into something, you know, a really high-end file format like uh, Apple ProRes uh, 422 uh, so that I can then pull that into my post and I can actually edit and make a full movie out of the highest possible resolution. So incredibly flexible from super easy to, you know what, this is a great tool for professionals.
2: Wow, that's great because, you know, a lot of times with filmmakers, like me, I I made about three films so far. I'm still new to it. But a lot of times, like Netflix and stuff, they want your film Apple Pro Red, you know, and, and that's one of the, you know I mean, that's one of the, uh, quali- you know, qualifications for for them to accept it. And a lot of filmmakers don't know about that, you know what I'm saying? I've come to find, like, you know, that a lot of filmmakers don't know about that. And being that, you know, your thing would be even more compatible with that, I think that's a great thing.
3: Yeah, thanks. And, and it's something that we ran into when we work with a lot of our professionals. Um, yeah, you know, We've had cameras sent up to the International Space Station with uh, National Geographic. Uh, we've been down in the deeps of the Mako sharks with the Discovery Channel. Like So we've worked with a lot of very professional high-end clients. And although our camera is relatively affordable, like I said, it's about a $400 camera, we are making an investment in the industry right now to place a lot of cameras to help people to learn how to tell stories differently and to create this entirely new medium. So you're getting a tremendous amount of camera for a reasonable price.
2: Well, I would have knew about you. I just shot my last documentary. You know. Now your camera. Oh, you said you're going to West. Waterproof too.
3: Uh, so this particular one is not waterproof. the one I'm referencing right now the views x r uh it does have a waterproof housing though that you can buy for a hundred bucks uh and it will be it's submersible then to uh hundred and thirty feet so cover all your recreational diving depth
2: like five years from now what what do you see your company setting different? in in the film industry, the camera industry, the technology industry, what do you see that your company could do more different than any company out there right now?
3: So what we're doing, and and we're starting it now, we don't have to wait five years for it. So we just launched a cloud computing platform uh, called Humanized Cloud Beta 1.0. Now there's a sexy name for you. Uh, But what that cloud service does is it allows you to capture full resolution video content. Uh, that one gigabyte per minute content that I was telling you about, push that data to the cloud. Once that data is in the cloud, we can use edge computing and distributed GPUs or graphic processing units, not to get too techno, um, in order to stitch that very quickly into a usable file format that you can then build into your stories. Now, this is a game changer for the industry because right now, Uh, To shoot full resolution, you do need to have either a fairly powerful computer or you need to shoot in lower resolutions in order to really take advantage of uh, a mobile uh, platform. But with the launch of Cloud 1.0, we can now push that data up, and on your mobile phone, you can go in and do your edits uh, and create those final files for social without having to overburden your mobile lifestyle.
2: Now, I know your y- 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 your company has, like, events, or you speak at events. Me living in New York, where, do you do events in New York City?
3: I do. Um, you know, the, the two that I usually go to, there's something called the New York VR Meetup. Uh, that happens monthly. I've done that one a couple times. Um, and then the last few years, they've had something called the New York VR um, uh Expo, which was in conjunction with something called CP Plus, or not CP Plus, I'm sorry, Photo Plus, which was a photo show that was in October. And so I've talked, I had the opportunity to speak at both of those. Uh, there's a show called NAB, the National Association of Broadcasters. Uh, they have a show. And then TV Week. So, yeah, there's a lot of discussion going on in New York about VR. It's, uh, it's a huge role for companies like uh, the NFL NBA, uh, other sports teams that are starting to offer VR experiences. And so your city has got a lot of VR to uh, to go and experience.
2: Now, your camera, you know how some people, there's this thing called Sling. I don't know if you know about the Sling studios and people can hook up different cameras to different things. Would your thing be compatible to hook up to Sling or anything like that? So, devices that the have like boards that have like boards.
3: Yeah, so so the data stream itself is compatible with Sling. The challenge is, is that to decode, and when I say decode, I mean if you want somebody to be able to interact with the video, yeah, let's say it's 360 or quite frankly even just VR180, um, the player itself or what Sling sends the data to needs to be able to decode it and recognize it as VR content. And I think there's still work to be done on that side of things. Uh, But know that live streaming of VR content is absolutely a very real thing and a huge market opportunity for creators. Um, I'll give you a kind of a commercial example, which is in Oculus, which I referenced earlier, which is uh, one of the best-selling headsets that are out there. They have something called Oculus Venues. And it's either every Thursday night or every other Thursday night. Uh, You can go into the Gotham City Comedy Club and sit down with people next to you, all in VR, by the way, like I'd be sitting in, uh, you know, I could be in Austin and, or somebody, and I could sit next to somebody from Australia. Anyway, uh, in VR, you sit down and you're watching this live streaming 3d VR content, and you can actually talk to the person next to you if you join socially. So you can get into a conversation, you can hear them laugh, you can have a dialogue with them. Um, And so the opportunity for social VR and being able to live broadcast, and technologies like Sling are making it possible to do multi-camera, uh, it's a huge opportunity for people who want to get involved in that part of the uh, market.
2: Now, you yourself say, uh, to take me, myself, an independent filmmaker, what would be the most big, what, would, what could you say, about if you had to say, uh, not so not so expensive, but but not, you know, not it won't be cheap budget to have a whole setup to hook up to your camera to have the best production. You know, like, if, you, if you're if running a podcast or if you're running uh, a radio station or you're doing independent films, you know, like, something like, like, Sling might not be what you might say is the best thing. Is there some other stuff that you would think is more compatible with your program well, your camera?
3: Yeah, it depends what you're trying to do. Like, if if you're let's go to the least common denominator, right? Which is, Hey, I want to live stream the fact that I'm at this concert or this event or my podcast or whatever it is. Right? So for 400 bucks, you buy a views XR camera, um, using the mobile app, you can connect that to YouTube or Facebook and you can live stream 3d VR content out of the box. So super simple to do and super, super easy. Um, becomes a bit more complicated when you're trying to do either multi-camera or you're trying to um, build into another service because those services need to have some way to decode and play that content back. Um, Good news is both YouTube and Facebook have players so that as long as you're using their players, it'll decode and you won't have a problem with it at all. But if you're trying to go to, I don't know, some other platform platform, you just have to check with your platform and make sure that they have the ability to decode uh, VR content or 360 yeah. content.
2: Yeah, that's what I was going to ask you. Because what about Ustream and, and Twitch and other platforms? Do you guys are you guys ever planning to make it able for people that you know? Because there's a lot. There's a big market of gamers who like to be live and you know virtual, and they and they probably would even love the virtual stuff even more. And then it's like DJs yep. like myself that we do our sets and we like to do stuff with the cameras and stuff like that, you know?
3: So I yep. mean all, all, all great platforms for us, Love Twitch. Um so we're we're working on it. I don't have an answer or a solution today. Um mm-hmm. like I said, the the cloud solution that I was telling you about is going to change a lot of things because we will no longer have to really rely solely on the computing power of the local device in order to manage the data. I mean, I think the one thing to remember when you start talking about virtual reality is that the cameras create a lot of content, right? Like I said, about one gigabyte per minute. And so if you're a gamer and you're pushing a lot of content and everything else, you don't want to disrupt your, your stream uh, for, for just for communication side of things, right? Cause you're, you're primarily focused on your game, And that's where this cloud computing technology comes in because we shift that work off of that local host computer to a cloud based computer solution.
2: Very very interested I'm very very interested in your camera, definitely because I definitely do a lot of stuff do a lot of films and I mean not a lot, but I'm trying to get into films, but I do a lot of sets of my shows, and I definitely have the video podcast I would love to try to you know virtual reality make it get to another level with effects and looks and images and stuff. how realistic you know how the, how realistic are the images
3: they're incredibly realistic um I'll tell you that. We're, you're limited by the quality of the headset. So today's cameras can actually create more pixel data or more picture data, whatever you want to refer to it as, than a headset can display. So some people, when they first put on a headset, they go, oh, you know, it's not as sharp as I would want it to be. And that depends on what type or what quality of headset that they are using. Things like the Oculus Go and the Oculus Quest Uh, in particular the Oculus Quest, which is, I think that's about a $400 headset. The image quality is absolutely amazing, and you won't have any complaints about image quality of the headset. I guess my biggest caution, and what I always tell people who are trying to get into VR, is tell them story is the new quality. That if somebody gets into your experience and they go, oh, it's not as sharp as I'd like it to be, or I see a pixel over there, or something like that, then you as a filmmaker or a storyteller didn't do a good job of getting their attention, right? Because they're, they're paying more attention to the technology, not the story. And so I think that some people who are just getting their feet wet in VR are guilty of just recording a scene or a clip or something and then just trying to play back clips. And short of having that story, people are like, okay, all right, so it's 3D and it's stereo, I get it but where it really comes to life is when you actually create a story where somebody gets engaged in the characters and they follow the character through the scene. And then you've got ambisonic 3d audio that builds and you've got tension and you know, all of the things that you as a filmmaker, you're an expert at building all of that. It's just a different tool to tell your story. And when you get that, uh, like for example, the camera we sent up to the national, the international space station, I've never had anybody come out of that experience going, hey, I saw a pixel in there, or there was a stitch line. Everybody comes out of that and says, oh, my God, that was amazing. I was just in the International Space Station floating weightlessly and, you know, 250 miles above the horizon. Like, that's what storytellers can do, and that's what filmmakers can do is move people emotion motion in a headset.
2: Mm. Well, is there anything that I haven't asked you or touched up on that you want people to know about your camera? And, and and your company and, and, and any of the, and any events that you do have coming up.
3: Yeah, you know what? I'm going to give you two two tools to to take a look at. One is our website, of course. That's the easiest way to learn more about the technology and about our camera itself. And that's Human Eyes U I E S, just like your eyeballs, right? HumanEyes.com. That's the first place to stop, and you'll get to learn a bit about the camera, and you can see what I'm talking about as far as kind of this, the 3D and how it opens up. Um, but there's another platform that I really encourage your listeners to go into. In fact, um, I recommend that you spend some time there as well. And so that's a website called howtocreatevr.com. I know it's kind of a mouthful, but it's one one word, right? Just howtocreatevr.com. And that website, we have hundreds of hours of tutorials and instructions and interviews with leading industry experts who help you understand what tools – you need, how to create things, how to tell a story in VR, all of those components that ultimately will fuel this next uh, generation of creators. So humanize.com and howtocreatevr.com are two amazing resources that will speed you along your way.
2: Well, I want to thank you, you know, for coming through and and enlightening us. You really have me interested in your camera. I'm definitely going to check it out some more and everything like that. And um, you definitely got a home here. Do you got any books or anything that people, that yourself, have you written books and stuff that people can go find?
3: You know, all of my stuff is all digital. So um, you can find me on LinkedIn, Jim Malcolm uh, on LinkedIn. You can find, go to com. You'll see a ton of information on there. A lot of the podcasts. Uh, I've got some tutorials on our website for, in, in our blog. So there's a lot of resources and materials out there. Someday I'll try to get it all organized and be able to just send out a link. But for now, start with howtocreatevr.com and, and humanize.com. And then uh, if anybody wants to reach out to me directly, just uh, you can find me pretty easy on social media.
2: Mr. Jim Malcolm, y'all, definitely enlightening us. And for all you cats out there, DJs and and filmmakers and hood filmmakers, we're trying to take our stuff to the next level. I, I, would, I would suggest y'all contact him. We're going to have info on the website about, you know, more about the stuff and a and, and link to his website. So, once again... Mr. Jim Malcolm, we thank you for being in the building, and um, yeah, Beef Stew Radio is your home, man. So whenever you got some more stuff to tell us, please don't be shy. Come, Please come back and let us know.
3: Hey, our next, our next one, we're going to sit down together, and we're going to go through your first VR experience and uh, share it with everybody, all right?
2: All right, that sounds good, man. Stay in touch. I like that. <laughs> <That's
3: good. laughs> all right. Have a good <laughs> one. I'll
0: talk to you soon. All right. We're going to get into Fetty Wap, y'all, and then we're going to head on out Beef Stew Radio. Y'all know how we do it.
1: Love it when you walk my way Maybe you're a boss, I'ma listen when you talk i The niggas Thursday, at Thursday. Yeah. Ain't even Thursday, I'm rockin' her Love it when you walk my way Baby, you a boss, I'ma listen when you talk now, baby Love it when you walk that way We can go far, take trips for your birthday, baby I Love it when you walk that way Baby, you a boss, make nigga, listen when you talk now, baby Love it when you walk that way Baby, you a star now, we can go far, baby Girl, it's your birthday, it's your birthday Girl, it's your birthday. It's your birthday. for birthday. Girl, it's your birthday. It's your birthday. for birthday. Girl, it's your birthday. It's your birthday. for your, your birthday. Love it when you walk my way. Baby, you a boss. I'ma listen when you talk now. Listen when you talk now, baby Love it when you walk that way Baby, you're a star now We can go far